Hey everyone. How many times have your friends recommended a vitamin or a treatment or some natural health awesomeness that changed their life? Probably a lot. Blue Hive Health was designed to take that friendship to the next level. On this podcast, Giovanna and Stephanie will spend time debunking myths and introducing you to the latest in health and wellness treatments, all to support you and your family. Welcome to the Blue Hive Healthcast. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Blue Hive Healthcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Giovanna, and I'm here today with Wendy DeRosa. She is the author of Becoming an Empowered Empath. She's the founder of the School of Intuitive Studies and has been helping people develop intuition, experience personal transformation, and wellness for over two decades. Wendy is a popular faculty member with the Shift Network and has filmed two programs for Mind Valley's Spiritual Growth Channel. She lives in Longmont, Colorado, and today she's here with us on the HealthCast. And I couldn't be happier and more excited to have her on and to dive into this topic about becoming an empowered empath. Welcome to the show, Wendy. Oh, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. I am so excited to have you here. I said to you before we hit record for totally selfish reasons because I. Uh, consider myself an empath. And I've also struggled with feeling really disempowered in that. And I love the, the title of your book. I love the work that you're doing. And I think let's just dive right in for, for people listening who are like, what are you guys talking about? What's an empath? Like, I don't even know what that is. Describe it for us. Like for those people listening, like what does it mean to be an empath? And what is that exactly? Yeah. Absolutely. So an empath is someone who feels the energy of other people or of the environment that they're in, and they feel it through their sensory body, through their sentient body. And an empath oftentimes relates to the experience of taking on that energy in their own energetic body, then they're leaving them feeling fatigued, overwhelmed, shut down, you know, overloaded, and then other symptoms will ensue. So that's essentially what people relate to in in being an empath. And, And what I end up talking about, you know, in my book is that there are other ways to work with that. Yeah. And I guess let's parse it out for people because I do know people Um, well, maybe it's all part of the same thing. So let's see what we get to, because I do know people who are, let's, let's label them for lack of a better term, like introverts. Right. And those Mm -hmm. introverted people, they tend to similarly, they get overwhelmed by big crowds. They, you know, they get kind of tired if they're around like too much, you know, family or, or, um, you know, small talk and stuff like that. Is there a difference between like an empath and someone who's an introvert? Could you be an extrovert and also be an empath? Some people can be absolutely extroverts and also empaths. You know, I think what differentiates a little bit here is that, you know, that that introverts also, introverts just like empaths need to go inward to recharge their energy. And someone who is an extrovert and an, and an empath um, does receive their sourcing by being in social situations, but they can certainly become hooked into, corded into, energetically overwhelmed, you know, in their extroverted 
dynamics or relationships with others and they have to go inward in order to they have to go to the to an introverted nature in order to replenish and ground themselves and recharge and clear their energy. And what does it mean, I guess, to become um, like the title of your book, to become an empowered empath, right? So we can see that on what you just described on one hand, it can be draining. Um, if you're feeling everybody's feelings and you're and you're kind of feeling your environment, there's you know, I would imagine, again, speaking someone who is, feels like she's an empath and has been her whole life, there's some struggle with maybe identity, like where do I stop and you begin kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What other problems can they encounter in kind of real world situations? And then I guess taking the title from your book, how how do we empower ourselves? Yeah. So, so being so some symptoms of what it, of, of energetic overwhelm or overly empathic might mean that we get into conversations in, in, in with loved ones or just, you know, random people. And we walk away feeling terrible and they end up feeling wonderful after we've had this, you know, sort of maybe not intentionally an energetic uh, dumping type type conversation, but we can certainly walk away feeling like we took on their energy. Um, we can certainly uh, our tolerance for being out in the world in social environments can create uh, overwhelm. Um, we can take things very personally. What might be going on for someone else and feel like, oh, did I say something wrong? Was that did I do it wrong? When in fact, someone actually just was having a, their own feeling about the situation. I mean, those are some examples of what empaths will experience. Um, But being an empowered empath means that we come to know our energetic body. Like we start to recognize that being an empath isn't about what's going on on the outside of our energy body and with other people and taking on the energy with other people. Instead, it's more about what, it's more about understanding what is going on in my energetic body. Um, It's more about what's going on in my energetic system that is getting triggered in these relationship dynamics what am I attracting into my life? And it's also that our energetic boundaries aren't about the outside of our auric field or our energy field. So just to be clear, we have a we have an auric field on the outside of our body. And what will happen often when we uh, we typically, I'll say it this way, we typically as human beings live at the periphery of our body. We wake up in the morning, we have a lot to do, we are a forward-focused society, we have to move to the periphery of our body, and we disconnect from the center midline of our energy body and of our grounding. And so we'll go to the periphery of the body, and that's where we'll experience a great deal of energetic overwhelm, whereas the, the true nature of of healing or the true nature of boundaries, I should say, is about understanding the center of our energetic anatomy, the central channel in the body, and our grounding, 
a grounding cord and being dropped in and embodied lower in our bodies so that we can call ourselves back so that we can separate out from the energy that's outside of us. Essentially, a lot of empaths feel like, I don't know where I begin and end, begin and end. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel myself. I feel everything, I, but I don't feel myself. And that is tremendous that there is a an in, that there's an awareness that we can't feel the nature of ourself our grounding our lower body is an indication that we need to come back into our bodies we need to ground ourselves we need to feel our light our truth our being in order to differentiate our energy from someone else's energy and that's kind of a sort of a start honestly to being empowered and we can go deeper from there. I see this a lot of times in clients um, who have had um, a history of trauma at whatever level trauma, like really, you know, uh, to the far level of abusive trauma to just, mm-hmm. you know, living in a household that had a lot of yelling and shouting, which is that can be in trauma in and of itself. And I see this quality of the empath um, or this overly empathic, let's say signaling that they've developed almost as a defense mechanism, a protection mechanism, right? Like, so, you know, someone uh, you growing in a, let's say turbulent household, their alert systems on high, right? They're always looking for when the next, you know, meltdown is going to happen or when, you know, the mom or the dad is going to, let's say blow up, et cetera. And so there's this quality of reading people and, you know, reading the environment as a a form of alertedness and protectiveness. Is that the case with all empaths or, or could it be completely, you know, separate from having had a traumatic experience? Well, here, and I talk a lot about this in my book and I describe, I just want to describe it a little bit here on an energetic level, which is that, you know, in the center of our energy body, as children, we are, when we're raised in environments, where we are um, managing, we're literally marinating as a sentient being in the environment of turbulence, as you described, and a lot of emotional projection. And what that ends up doing at the base of our body, we have a power center there called our root chakra. So I talk about the chakras in the book. And that chakra contracts. Well, that power center is about our safety and our survival and us trusting ourselves and feeling okay in who we are and feeling grounded in our being. And when it contracts, the next chakra above it opens up. And we, at that point, like opens up significantly to a point where we, we become hypervigilant. And through that hypervigilance, we start to pay attention to what everybody else is doing outside of ourselves in order to stay safe. We have to track everything. And that's a survival tactic. That's what our system needed to do to survive. And so there may be that there are early childhood traumas or experiences young in life that caused this survival contraction that's happened and our coping mechanisms in life have been um, have moved us towards being overly empathic and essentially when we so what happens is the root chakra closed down closes down the second 
and third blow open. And that in, in itself becomes the overly empathic experience. And the second and third chakras specifically in the body are the empathic power centers in the body. So to answer your question, trauma in the lower body often leads to overly empathic symptoms in the body. Even if the, the innate power of that child wasn't necessarily born empathic, they might be something else. They might be more clairvoyant. They might be more upper body intuitives, like psychic. Psychic isn't empath. They're two different. They operate in two different places in the body. So a child who, we're all sensitive. The, the, the clairsentient sense, which is the empathic sense, is the first sense that develops in the womb. So we all feel through our sentient body. But empathic typically means we feel the energy of others and we have an innate healer or helper in us. It's just that our traumas inside ourselves determine whether we become overly empathic or whether we stay intact and are imbalanced in our empathic nature. That was so well said and so interesting because of course I know, you know, being in this um, alternative health and wellness and spiritual world for as long as I've been, this term, like I'm an empath, it gets thrown around quite a bit and a lot of people wear it as a badge of honor. And that's a good thing, right? Because there's a, like, you know, the saying goes, there's a, there's a message in your mess, right? You can make your mess into something beautiful um, and use it, you know, in an empowered way. But then there's a lot of throwing around of this term. And I've, I've seen a lot of people almost saying, oh, well, you know, I can't engage with this person or do this or do that because I'm an empath and they're toxic and almost as a way to separate themselves further which I can see from what you described is sometimes necessary. It's a survival skill. Um, and we do need to be in our own space and boundaries and decide who's good for us and who's not. Um, but there's such an opportunity for healing in there. I think if we just, you know, dismiss it or take it on as a label, like as a, you know, a girl guide patch and say, oh, this is who I am, but don't actually do the deeper work of, of what it's actually bringing forward for us to learn. Um, then we're missing out. And I really love the way you broke that all down. And especially the way you, you spoke about the, the development of the chakras um, as it pertains to trauma and like, you know, developmental psychology, even in those stages of your life. Um, yeah, brilliant about that. So how do we then, I mean, I, of course we don't have time in one episode <laughs> and there's a, you have a whole book devoted to this, but for those people listening who are right now listening and going, oh my gosh, I think actually I have empathic tendencies and maybe I'm an empath or, you know, even if I've never used that label before, I resonate with being hypervigilant and now developing this skill because I think it's a skill we develop. Um, what do I do with this now? Like, how do I begin to um, become more empowered and, and boundaried is a good word. You said that earlier, like healthy boundaries. How do we start? Yeah, so so I think first it's important to recognize that you know we are evolving species. Like we we are elevating in consciousness, we are evolving, we're on a planet that's evolving, and our systems that we were raised in, whatever the system is, the patriarchal system, whatever the caste system. I mean, I know there's people from all over the world that that listen, and, and it's 
that these systems are dismantling. And as a result of the systems dismantling, there is more of our sensitivity and our intuition and our evolution that is that is expanding here. And so so the, the, the systems that are dismantling are allowing more for our feminine power to emerge. And what's important to know is that empaths aren't, they're, they're not, not everybody identifies as an empath. You don't have to be the identity of an empath, but people are empathic right now. And partly that's because there is a lot of trauma that is surfacing and it's flying around in the field and we inherently become sensitive. And at the same time, there is this emerging, as I said, of the feminine within us, which is very much the empathic power, meaning part of being an empath is about being vulnerable and being sensitive and being in tuned with your intuition and trusting yourself and being grounded in your emotions and 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 accepting your emotions and allowing yourself to be emotional because it's human not shaming yourself these are all powers of being a like a, a grounded empath the disempowered empath is the victim it's the concept in us that says i'm you know, I can't, I, I can't go out because I'm an empath. You know, that's that, and that is another, mm-hmm. that is, that is a disempowered empath. Or blaming and, other people for their toxicity or, and that you're yeah. so sensitive, but you know, right. like you're putting the blame out, you're becoming the victim of your own empathy. Yep. And calling other people energy vampires. Like that is a disempowered empath. It, the The power is how do I have a how do I ground myself into my body and start to recognize that I am getting triggered in my body and in my life and my stories that I'm holding inside myself are surfacing right now. And I need to heal the wounded, my wounded feminine. And I need to heal whether, whether male or female, this isn't gender, gender based. Yeah. I'm glad you pointed that out. It's as an energy or as a polarity, right? Like as not as a gender. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You know, how do I heal my wounds around? Well, around big, huge topics that are up around racism, around white privilege, around sexism, around all these issues that are that are up on our planet right now. The, and, and people are, you know, people are experiencing their deep wounds and their triggers around it. But this, this is the invitation to go into our energy body and identify that healing that's needed. And, and I go so much into that in the book, but to be empowered inside ourselves, like you just, you said, is, is to do the healing work in ourselves because we become more empowered, we become more grounded and literally our spirit sits more powerfully in our lower body. And historically that has been an area from the waist down that we have disconnected from, fragmented from, and for many spiritual people lived in spiritual bypass. Let me live in my upper Mm -hmm. chakras my upper spiritual connection and not drop down into the lower power centers and be embodied in, in who I am and absolutely okay with my humanness. 
And when we ground into that, that's what helps us with our empathic boundaries. You know, and I would add to that too, like you mentioned perfectly, the spiritual people kind of living in their upper third, right? Or their upper half, that whether you consider yourself spiritual or not, like that, when you said that, what rings true to me was, you know, even if you're not the spiritual person, we generally as a society live in the upper half of our body. We're in our heads all the time. We're analyzing, we're breaking things down. We're overthinking all of our stress happens in our head. So even if you're not taking it from the spiritual perspective, I'm seeing how this relates across the board to just how we tend to live in a very overthinking analytical mind and how you mentioned this quality, um, you know, you mentioned it as a, as a feminine energy, right? As a, as that energy, this quality just really needing to be developed because we need to become more um, feeling beings. And I think for so many of us, feelings are so threatening, right? Um, that, yeah, I'm just, I can't, I can't wait to dive deeper into your book for that purpose as well, just to understand and learn how to boundary better so that you can feel to the depths of feeling, but not necessarily identify with it or, or, you know, just fall into it, but rather be in that place as from an empowered position and move through the world in a different way. And I, that's what I got from what you shared. And there's, gosh, there's been so much for us <laughs> to process in this last year. Um, no. How have you, like, what have you seen in, in practice and, you know, just with your research and writing, like how has this year in particular um, with a global event that really hasn't not touched everyone. Like it's literally touched every single person on the globe. Um, COVID, you know, you mentioned other hot topics um, that we're waking up to privilege, racism, et cetera. Like what have you noticed has happened with the world and the empath in this mm -hmm. last year? Yeah, I joke, I, I, it's not really a joke, but it's sort of my, my metaphor is I, I feel like we're all grounded. It's like the, the universe is saying, you're grounded. You're gonna hate, you're gonna sit in your bedroom for a year and you're gonna have to think about what your life, <laughs> what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, like that analogy, because this, it feels like what, what happened. It feels like we all were forced to get grounded. And in that experience, when we drop down into our lower bodies, we have to feel what's in the basement and what's in the basement surfaces and we can't hide behind it anymore and we can't pretend it's not there and it can't stay in the shadow anymore. And so it has surfaced collectively and personally for a lot of people, again, ranging from fear to anger to a lot of the, the big issues that we're seeing on, on, the, on the globe right now. And empaths, I mean, I personally believe empaths are paving the way in, in and into a new form of consciousness because so much of what we have followed is the patriarchal method of, you know, disconnect from your feelings, um, don't show any vulnerability, don't be transparent, you know, tell a story, 
do what other people need you to do and obey the rules. Very patriarchal. And that's just some of them. But the empathic nature is way more about connection and vulnerability and being authentic and showing up in your truth and aligning to your true self and intuition. I mean, I came into this work you know, I was, I've been a healer for 26 years. And back then I couldn't say the word intuition in a group conversation, but that's completely different these days. And, and I know there's pockets where it's easier than, than it is in some other places, but, but still it's, it's the empath to me is part of the need for people to, to embody and become empowered in their empathic nature is needed on this planet to for modeling just for modeling in their life their to their loved ones and to to everyone around us how we do it in truth in honesty and authenticity and clarity that's coming out of the empathic nature and that's where i believe empaths are really making a massive shift in difference in the paradigm of our humanity oh my gosh well said yeah i I definitely agree. I mean, there's there's a need to bring back that which was out of balance into balance. And, you know, there's there's what feels like a pendulum swing at the beginning of any rebalancing, right? Um, until we can find that beautiful, happy place where we can go, you know, we can equally have a beautiful, healthy, uh, for lack of a better term, masculine energy, right? Or we can call it yang. Um, and then a beautiful, healthy feminine or yin energy within ourselves first, right? Because we we inhabit all those energies and um, whether you're male or female, it doesn't matter. It's again, like you said earlier, it's not gender specific or even sex- has anything to do with sexual orientation. It's the energy, right? We inhabit these polarities and we're bringing them back into balance. And the feelers, right, of the world, I'll call them the empaths, right, the feelers of the world, I, I think you're right, are um, are really front and center with um, bringing this other, like I said, this other pendulum swing, this balance back into play. I know personally for myself and other empaths around me, including my clients, um, you know, it's been tough because there have been these wild rides of emotions. And I mean, I started off very grounded and hosting weekly meditations and then went into like, you know, like angry and it's been a roller coaster ride, but what the gift of it has been for all of us, I think, is that we have, like you said, had to go down to the basement for those of us doing the work, right. For those of us willing to do the work, we've had to go down into the basement and, you know, clean it up. And it's, it's kind of be a little while, I think, but we're, I think we're getting somewhere. Um, and your book, you know, of course is an amazing resource for that. Um, I could probably talk to you for another hour, Wendy, (laughs) but this has been amazing. Um, can you tell everyone where we can find you and follow you and, um, where we can buy your book? Cause it's coming out very soon and it's on presale right now, correct? Yes. It's, it's up for presale right now. Great. So where are you on social? How should we follow you and get more of your wisdom? Yes, absolutely. So I'm on social. I'm on um, Facebook and it's Wendy DeRosa author is my, uh, my Facebook page. Um, And 
also Instagram, Wendy DeRosa, and my website, wendyderosa.com. I'm also the founder of the School of Intuitive Studies. So that's also schoolofintuitivestudies.com. And both of those handles are on Facebook too. Facebook School of Intuitive Studies and Instagram School of Intuitive Studies. Fantastic. And we can find your book on Amazon, I presume? Yes, my book is on Amazon. Fantastic. Well, we're going to put all those links in the show notes for this show. I want to thank you for being here, Wendy, and for bringing this conversation to the health cast and for doing the work that you do. And I, again, I can't wait to finish the book and, and dive deeper with this work. Oh, thank you so much, Giovanna. It was really an honor. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Blue Hive HealthCast. Did you get an insight from this episode or learn something new? Consider sharing it with a friend. If you love the show, we'd appreciate it if you subscribed via iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite shows and give us a rate and review. Visit us at bluehivehealth.com for more information on our programs and services.